2: It's the episode of the Light Years Pod: Big, big news. Andy Lee, the Warriors have signed Juan Toscano-Anderson to a full NBA contract and guaranteed next year veteran minimum as well. So the Warriors have Juan Toscano-Anderson locked up through
1: 2022. Your thoughts? A story of the season. Best. I mean, Steph Curry is the best story of the season, but beyond that, this is the best story of the season. Um... He came from really, he's 28 years old, Sam. It's insane. He's 28 years old. He's pretty much, he pretty much was out of the league. Um, and he was was never even in the league, never even in the league. Sorry. Yeah. Never even in the league. I was going to say he couldn't make the league, right? He got a, he got a shot at it. G league moved his way up and 28 years old, get his, gets his first shot at it, at a contract. And, uh, I mean, it's it's amazing. I, I was wrong on Juan Toscano Anderson the first time I watched him because watching him, I just felt like he doesn't really have the traits to become an NBA player. And I think what Juan Toscano Anderson, it's, what's so cool about him is he's like Draymond Green. If you want Draymond Green to lead a team or you watch just Draymond Green as one guy, not great, right? But if you watch him with decent players, he's amazing. And and the same thing with Juan Toscano Anderson. He is so good. And this is not a knock. He is so good when he's playing with players like Steph, Draymond, Wiggins. And there's not a lot of NBA players I can say that, Sam. There's not. And, and this is cool.
2: I think the thing that pops out to me about him is – well, there's two things. Let's be real. Uh, it's the intensity he plays with. He is a yeah. good defender, and he gets after it. He plays like a guy who's playing for a contract. <laughs> and then his IQ. Yeah. I think – he is the third best passer on the team right now, which, yeah, you know, okay. Draymond and Steph are the two best or passers. decision maker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm decision maker. He just, yeah. he, he gets it. He gets what the Warriors want to do. He knows when Steph is open. He knows when he he makes the simple reads. He does the stuff that we lament like Bazemore and Ubre, for not being able to do right. Where you're just like, those guys get the ball head down. Pray that it leads to a good shot. You know, Juan's a guy who gets the ball. He sees the whole court. He makes the right decision, and you notice that because all of a sudden you're like, "Wow!" Every possession, somehow the ball gets back to Steph.
1: That's what you that's what you want. I think this came out from just him not being able to score at an NBA level by himself. Right? Like it, it, it's out of necessity a little bit. I think the IQ is innate. It's always there. Guys like Andre Iguodala, always there. Draymond Green, always there. But you see Bazemore and Ubre, they can score at an NBA level. Like, they can average you – know, Ubre can average 20 points. Bazemore can average 10, 12 points. Juan Scano-Anderson cannot, right, outside of just he's going to shoot a couple threes. But because of that, he's had to figure out a way to be great at basketball. And I think that's what makes him so awesome is that's perfect with Steph. That's perfect with Wig. I mean, and that's perfect fake, with some of these th- guys. Those,
2: those fake DHOs, now he's getting a dunk off of one of those at least once a game. But if he doesn't fake it, he's – the second best player behind Draymond Green at finding where Steph is. And with this team, basically the more shots Steph gets, the better, like yep. in- inevitably the best offense they're going to have is the ball leaving thirties hands and going in the air. Like we're going to live with those results. And so, you know, Juan is just, it's so easy to root for him. Um, friend of the show who we're going to have on when we get to actual draft season, but not right now, Sam Vecini tweeted out, that the Warriors are his favorite watch of the season. And his mention was, he said, you know, watching the staff, superhuman staff, Draymond carry everything on defense, how they're kind of a redemption story. And he's like, but on top of it, the incredible JTA story, you just don't see guys go to the Mexican league into these random places and then figure it out and stick in the NBA at age 28. And not just stick, He's a he's going to be a 16 game player. He's going to be he's he's playing in the in the playoffs not just because they're thin but also because legitimately he's a helpful winning
1: player. Which is I think he's a closing type of player next season. I mean, he's already a closing type of player this season. Next season you're you're hopefully adding a few veterans and Clay Thompson and I still think he should be on the floor for at least 20 minutes a game, which is incredible thinking this contract is a minimum contract, right? For this season and next season. That's insane. And that, that's, that's so cool for a guy. um, Like you were saying, I, I, I think there, do we credit the Warriors coaching developmental staff for weight JTA? Cause I think that's the only answer. I mean, obviously he himself has been incredible, but I think there's some praise that you can give to the G league uh, developmental staff and those guys that helped him become the player he is today. Cause he's shooting 41% from three. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. Yeah, he doesn't take
2: a lot of them, but you can put him in line with, like, Looney. Looney is another guy who they have just developed into being a solid role player. Good defender, hits the glass, smart passer. Like, if anything, we now know, if you give the Warriors guys with work ethic and, like, a requisite amount of IQ, they can turn them into role players who fit the preferred system. We do not know if they know how to develop a starry. That's a completely different thing, right? right but right, like right, right, right. Looney, Juan, um, they know how to develop those guys. And like the thing that's so important about those guys. Marquee's Chris. Marquise, yeah. Chris, yeah. For Steve Kerr, I think he's stubborn about ball movement. You know, I think he's a little more adaptable than we give him credit for with scheme. Like he'll change up the way. But the one thing he won't change up is like he wants the ball. He wants like 350 passes a game. Like he's, which he's, is I think right and wrong. I, I think yeah, both. he, not he just would wrong. just never become. It's why it took him so long to get to this offense, where it's like, all right, you know, maybe Ubre and Bazemore aren't the guys you want making decisions. Maybe you just kind of have to live with the fact that Steph and Draymond are going to have a lot of usage with the ball in their hands, right? If You want yeah, but Juan Toscano-Anderson is the type of guy who allows them to play closer to their preferred style of play because he's smart enough to play that way. And he underst he knows his weaknesses. Want to Scone Anderson. Isn't getting the ball driving into two defenders. He's moving the ball he's looking for staff. He's doing the things he has to do. And it's just a great story. Like I, you know, I'm happy he's, he's with the warriors all of next year. I hope he stays with the warriors for longer than that.
1: I do as well. Um, one thing I thought of when this contract was signed, and we talked this about this a few weeks ago, because I think we had Maples on locker room, and he mentioned he thought JT was getting $5 million. I didn't think he was going to get that much because he's a little bit older, and he's only been doing it for you know less than a season. I did, however, think he was going to get more than a minimum contract, which I think a minimum contract is like a million dollars. So I thought he was going to get a little bit more than that, Sam. Um, it would have been nice for him to get a little bit more than that, but I think you know, it's just kind of the trajectory of his career, which kind of forces this, right? Like he's not a not a huge Loom. talent guy. Yeah, he's a loop bloomer. But I, I thought he would get at least two to three million. Um, I you know what? I am actually not surprised he
2: got a veteran minimum. And let me tell you why I feel that way. I well, th- am I wrong. Is it a veteran minimum, which would then be a little bit more than a million, right? Veteran minimum is based on your experience. I think it's okay, one point so two. Still- I think it's one point two for him. But yes. Okay. I, the point going, is you're in the, the general he. he um, what I was going to say is most teams don't play ball movement style. Like, I think he has added value to a team who's looking for a passing link. You talk about him shooting 41% from three, but he doesn't take many threes. He takes two a game. He takes two point. I think it's 2.4, right. right, right, right. 36 it's, minutes. It, could you see Daryl Morey wanting, like if he was taking six threes a game, His market would be like eight to ten million dollars. If he was shooting 40% on like five threes a game, he would get a ton of money. But he's one of those players where I think if I'm another GM, I'm not convinced he shoots a high percentage if he's gunning it, you know? And on other teams, they're not looking for a wing who takes one to two threes, but is a really good passer and cutter you know like it's one of those things where the warriors actually found a competitive advantage because Juan probably brings more value to the warriors than any other team and uh you know if Juan wants to get paid on the open market i would tell him start shooting more because if he shoots 37% next year from 3 but he's taking 5 a game and he's defending and showing high iq someone's going to come along and give him like a 3 year 30 million dollar deal like cuz that's essentially Jay Crowder, right? Jay Crowder isn't a particularly good shooter. He just shoots a lot, and he knows he can defend a bunch of positions, and he's smart enough to make an extra pass.
1: Yep. Yep. No, I think those are fair points. I think one other thing about JT I do like is he has that Draymond feel where – doesn't it seem like he's gonna make that shot? And I I, I give a dollar that feel too. It seems like he's gonna be, he's gonna make that shot with, you know, three minutes left in the game, Warriors down one, things are kind of teetering. And you get it to JTA in the corner, shot's wide open because he got Steph on the team, right? And it just feels like that shot's going in. That happened against the Suns on uh what is it now, Monday, Tuesday? And so that, that's just one of those things I feel like JTA has. He's, he's fearless. He he actually you know how we talked
2: about we believe, and Draymond didn't like it. Juan Toscano is a we believe player, to his tee, and like he reminds me a little bit of those guys. Or maybe the, they don't shoot the highest percentage, but like for whatever reason, you trust Matt Matt Barnes or Stephen Jackson
1: to hit that clutch yep. shot, and yep. then hit get that clutch technical on the next <laughs> position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is that type of player. I mean, he's the one of the funniest moments of that game was him going stepping to Devin Booker. Um, And kind of just letting them like, hey, he's not a scrub. Like, he's going to be hounding him all night long. Um, That's the same thing that Kelly Oubre does, which is cool, too. It's just that Kelly Oubre has uh, a lot more talent and a lot less IQ um, (laughs) in what he does on the court. Kelly Oubre still hasn't reached that point that everyone else reaches at
2: some point in high school where they're like, I can't get this. This is a bad shot for me, so maybe I should pass the ball. Kelly still thinks – He takes KD shots. He does the KD thing where it's like, okay, Kevin Durant, you can do that because you're one of the best of all time. But Kelly Oubre, you might be better served taking two to three less of those shots, getting
1: a couple assists, and being a little more efficient. I I think it's almost better for some of these guys like JTA um, to not be as talented. Because Kelly Oubre is is in a world where he's talented, but he's not talented enough to play the way he does. More talented than JTA, but not talented enough to play like KD. To yeah, yeah, right, and so I think JTA like realized. I'm sure he realized that at some point in his career and said, "Dude, I'm not gonna average 15 points in the league, right? I'm just not. So I'm gonna have to figure out how to play basketball in a way that is gonna make me an NBA basketball player." And he, that's not yeah. You ever seen JTA shoot a dribble pull up? You ever you ever seen him make a bad decision with with anything like that? And he never does that because he knows and i think with Ke- i don't know how this became a Kelly Oubre pod but if kelly oubre figures that out he's still on the team next season um i just don't know if he's, if kelly oubre happen. figures that out he's actually worth the 20 plus million a
2: year he wants right. to get i don't think he's going to end up getting that just to be clear but like we've all seen the reports he thinks he could get 25 a year or something insane like that Shit, he, maybe, he, he could easily get or it if like he Nando. just figured out a couple of these things cuz he's yeah. he's got the talent to be impactful it's just like just better decision-making is what's going to separate him from being yep. like a dime a dozen guy to maybe a borderline all-star,
1: you know? You
0: um,
1: got it. You, re, you got to really get hit in the mouth though. I think with, with Uber, he's not, he's just going to be in the league. Like there's no, there's no world that he's just going to be out of the league and he's got to figure that out. Yeah, so I don't like think his, He's still
2: going to walk into to a yeah. 10 to $15 million contract. That's yeah. not like going to incentivize yeah. him to wholly no. receive the way he plays the game. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, one last Juan Toscano Anderson point it's it's the shooting for me is what I'm most excited to see what happens with him because he's shooting 41 percent in a small sample and as you said at the end of that Suns game he really let it he lets it he feels comfortable shooting in those situations I want to see him continue to be comfortable and I hope he doesn't ever go into one of those Draymond I'm afraid to shoot the ball because coach will yell at me things because I don't think JTA will be able to stick in the rotation if he's afraid to take a single shot. You know, he's gotta be able to take the open ones and then just like, you know, just force a guy to close out on you. That's all I'm asking.
1: Yeah, I I thought he wasn't in the league because he couldn't shoot. Like that was my main thing with him the first time. I just said, Well, I don't know, the guy looks like he can't shoot. And that was a scouting report coming in. So, how can he be in the NBA unless you tell me he's a great driver or like Draymond level defender? But I mean, 35 percent last year and 41 percent this year. Limited limited shots, but I, I'm with you. If he's shooting that amount, it, it's not like the shot looks like it's Michael Carter Williams or something, or or, or uh, it's Michael not Chris like it's not a broken shot. And it sounds like from what MT was writing about that it got fixed by by Chris Weems or no, not Chris Weems, another guy. And I forgive me, I forget the name. Light but really, it affiliate. got Chris Weems. <laughs> uh, and so it seems like. That's the most important point you you brought up, and I cannot disagree. It's next season. Why not push that thing up to three threes a game, four threes a game, right. five threes a game? Like not chucking them. I think Jay Crowder chucks them. I think somebody he them does. You don't you don't yeah. need Jay Crowder type usage when you have <laughs> Stephen Clay next
2: right. to you. Right. right. I just want something in between Draymond and Jay Crowder. In terms of shooting, yeah, not Draymond. Yeah, you don't yeah, want. Or, you don't want. Yeah, you don't and quite frankly, Draymond recently is letting it fly. So what we're really talking about is like the Draymond we've seen for large stretches over the last four years, where it's just like stand there, think about it, and not shoot it. You know,
1: like just play with a little more confidence, I guess, with your shot. I also feel the one thing that we forgot to mention is uh, because we always say he's a good defender, but how good is he at a defender? He got fives. He could guard fours. He he DeAndre Ayton was trying to back him down on Tuesday. Didn't work. He can guard fours, threes. Um, so he's he's pretty damn versatile. Um, all up and down the roster for for uh for guarding all positions, which is which is pretty crazy. I think you just take that for granted because we're used to watching Andre Godala and and some of these guys, but man, like not only is he smart, he's strong and long enough to guard like a lot of one in fives, one through fives.
2: Agreed. And I actually want to say this. I I don't think he's done growing as a defender because he still has some issues with guys in the post. Um, And to me, a lot.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: just kind of tendency and technique stuff. The stuff that Draymond is basically mastered. Draymond knows every player and knows every feel. Juan just needs a little more playing time. Like I do think there's room for him to grow on both ends of the court, which is what makes it so exciting. We we, we love him as a person. He's like everything you want in a role player, diving for loose balls, playing with energy. Uh, local kid, can't can't hide that. Yep. And um, he he has room to continue improving while already being good. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash light years now. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Let's take this to the let's take this to the second thing before we get out of here, real quick. Warriors have signed Jordan Bell. Shout out the candle master, Jordan Bell. Coming back
1: to the Warriors, your thoughts? I've talked myself into it because, you know, what else are we going to do? I was not a fan of this move. Um, He felt a little bit too small the last time he played on this team. He flamed out because, frankly, he wasn't ready to play professional basketball. He just, he wasn't. His mentality wasn't there. The team knew it wasn't there. And he's bounced around every single spot that he's been in the NBA so far. So they were right. Steve Kerr and those guys were right, right? He wasn't ready. He's back now. Um, I read, and something about him kind of saying, "Hey, kind of, I understand this is my last stop. I understand, like I've made some mistakes in the past, and you know this might be a way to atone for those, right? And to say, like, hey, I, I may be ready to play basketball now. And and if that's the case, Sam, I mean, why not? Right? I mean, he, it case, might not? be a,
0: uh,
2: it might be like a Marquise Chris situation. Yeah. Marquise Chris yeah. almost bounced out of the league. Similar type of athletic talent. Uh, a little more offensive talent with Marquise Chris." uh but marquis better
1: defensively bells better defensively
2: yep. yeah marquis chris the difference between him with the sons and the warriors was just being more serious and i think <laughs> that could be a thing for jordan pool because jordan pool sorry jordan or, bell or, or i'm bell. gonna do this all or the time. or pool actually or pool yeah pool actually actually well, pool's actually got a lot of talent pool's uh, very serious. offensive t- at least skill but um what i was gonna say he, he does jordan bell is one of those guys where if he played with the intensity that Juan Toscano Anderson played with, he'd never fall out of the league because he's legitimately good enough to switch one through five. He makes mistakes, but he's there's not a lot of big men who can move on the perimeter like him. Right. That's right. You're right. And he's an athletic freak in transition. You could see a world in which if he had focus like Looney and Juan Toscano Anderson, where he's playing 20 minutes a game as a useful closing defender for a lot of teams, because he does things you want. But the thing with Jordan Bell, with his first stint with the Warriors and others, it's like some games he brings the energy and some games you're like, dude, you're, 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 you're doing that thing where you're, you're in like second gear, but you're not Kevin Durant or LeBron. You don't get to coast out there. You're not good enough to coast you have to always play with that JTA level intensity. So I'm kind of hoping seeing how JTA has stuck, seeing the way these warriors play and seeing how his career has gone the negative way. Maybe, maybe this is what it takes for Jordan bell to be kind of the dude we thought he was going to be when the warriors drafted him.
1: Yeah. I was one of his biggest proponents. When I saw him first play, he's, he was, he was perfect for the warriors. The theme of this podcast is, the Warriors are looking for players that play the Warriors way. And I think it's a fair, like, it's fair to think that way. I think Sam, like when it works, it works, right? JT, it works
2: for role players. It's an incredibly smart thing to do. Like the the issue we've had with the Warriors is when they get star talent and try to make them something they aren't, but like for role players,
1: you should always be looking for who fits what we want to do schematically. And I think Jordan bell fits that hypothetically. Um, so I'm, you know, keeping it positive. I, I think it's
2: also a better flyer than, uh, Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman's fine, but he's slow. He's like, do the Warriors really need that? You know, Well, I I, I'd understand if it was Marcus all or someone who's slow, but like just really good Dedman between Dedman and bell. I almost feel like I'd rather gamble on bell because the the upside to fit you want
1: a little you want a little upside I think that's fair I mean I would argue maybe if Dedman was playing earlier this season they would have won a few more games here or there right but again it's kind of it's a couple games here or there you know maybe the upside of Jordan Bell if you can keep him for next season could be better I mean Marquise Curse and Jordan Bell I would assume now we're zooming back a little you know maybe too far away is those guys may be battling for a roster spot next season, right? Like th- those two, you can't have both. You, you can't have both. You, you're going to have to pick one if, if Jordan Bell plays well here in the next few games. And I think he's also eligible to be on the playoff roster, Sam. Um, as,
2: yeah, he, he will. He, there is an the opportunity to make him playoff eligible. I can't remember if they need to convert him from a two way to regular or two ways are just eligible. I have to double check that. But the point is he's not ruled out. So cool. Um, We'll double check on that. All right, that's it for today. We'll be back after the Pelicans game on Locker Room and obviously the huge, huge Grizzlies game, which is going to decide who the eight seed is Sunday at noon.